listening to Package Your Genius, a conversation designed to give you clarity on your calling and serve as a catalyst for your career. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn. I just got in from an evening at the theater, an evening of culture. Um, (laughs) I went to see a play at Arena Stage here in D.C. The play was called Jubilee, and it was about the Jubilee Singers of Fisk University. And I wanted to go because um, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and just remember being on Fisk University's campus as a little girl and and really having an affection for the school and having heard the story of the Jubilee Singers but you know seeing them captured in this play I guess it was a musical I mean musical theater that's what it was it was musical theater but it was so well done and just so respectful and so um such a great way to pay homage to that history but also the actors and actresses were so super talented I don't know how they sang like that for two hours straight Um, but they were amazing so if you get a chance to see the play I highly recommend it it was amazing again it was called Jubilee but I am sliding in to meet my deadline of a podcast for the day. This is my second episode, my second daily episode. And it's funny, like I was thinking, oh my God, am I going to have anything to talk about? I'm going to have to figure out what to say. And I literally have a topic list of maybe eight things that I could talk about, but I wanted to kind of keep it true to my actual lived experience and talk about something that came up on a coaching session today. So sidebar, I've been turned like Sundays are my new Mondays. And I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that. Um, It all started when I started doing office hours for Package of Genius Academy on Sunday afternoons at 4pm Eastern time, because that seemed to be a time um, of day and a day of the week that most of my students could make it whether they were on the East Coast or the West Coast. And so started doing Sunday office hours and usually spend my morning and early afternoon reviewing homework, looking over their assignments, but then also writing the um, email newsletter that I send out to my list. I didn't do one today. Sorry. (laughs) I'm doing this podcast. So Maybe I'll get it out tomorrow. But anyway, um, so I spend Sunday mornings kind of like doing content for the newsletter and thinking about the pod, the weekly podcast that comes out on Tuesdays. But now that I'm doing this daily challenge, we'll see how that shifts. But it was a busy morning because I also spend some time journaling and thinking about my week and planning, um, a, you know, ahead to see what do I need to put in place who do I need to reach out to what do I make sure I need to tell the assistant to do like what are all the things that are coming up on the radar this week that have to get done because once the week gets started it's just everything is in a flurry and things fall through the cracks so I spend time planning creating content um journaling both for myself personally but also kind of 
going over doing my weekly review of the, the week that passed and goals that um, I met or didn't meet, etc. I used this planner called the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt, which has these built in pages for that. But anyway, um, when I had we usually have office hours, I this I'm not recording podcasts late at night anymore, because clearly my brain doesn't work. But um, here we are. So typically, on Sunday afternoons, we have office hours. But this week, we're doing one on one sessions with the cohort. So um, instead of having office hours, I had a few slots on my calendar open for coaching sessions. And I had a coaching session with one of my current academy cohort members. And she said something really interesting that harkened back to a lesson I've taught. Uh, I haven't taught it in a while. So I may need to revive that, um, that whole lesson that has like a worksheet that goes with it and everything. But essentially, what kind of came up on our call was we were talking about like the first three lessons of the academy are all about getting clarity, getting super clear on who you are, what lights you up, uh, what work you're meant to be doing, what results you've gotten in the past, where you've gotten traction, and what you need to pursue. Like, what is your biggest brand opportunity? That's the point of the first three lessons. Um, and so by the end of the first three lessons, you should have a working sense of clarity. And I always tell people that things are going to shift and settle and give yourself room to grow into this new brand and this new found clarity or this this clarity that maybe you had long ago but lost so we're talking through some of the things that have energized her and the things that she's wanted to focus on and some of the ideas that have come up over the past few weeks just during the office hour sessions that we've had as a group and different insights that I've had just from hearing what she has come back with in response to the assignments for each lesson and one of the skills or talents that she and I she's probably listening hey girl (laughs) I'm not gonna call your name but hello um one of the talents that she has is photography and um I asked her about it this is a skill she has she is self-taught but has had several clients or at least family members and friends who've reached out to her and asked her to take pictures for um, family events, birthdays, prom, and that sort of thing. And she really loves creating content. So visual content, photos, videos, design. And while there's another business idea we're noodling on right now, I wanted to just kind of get some insight into this whole photography thing and what its place was in her past and why she had never really pursued it before. So she was telling me how, um, yes, she loves it. She loves taking pictures and people always ask her to take pictures. But some time ago when she decided, okay, this is something I can do. I love to do it and I can charge people for it and turn it into a business. She had a client that asked her to take photos for the a daughter's prom or her, no, her senior pictures. And so she took the pictures and um, 
you know, charged her a fee and got paid. And then later it came out that the daughter said she didn't like the pictures. And so for my client slash student, this was really crushing, you know, because this is a passion of hers, something that she's inspired to do. It energizes her. She loves it. And she had never really considered turning it into a business until so many people kept requesting it as a service, kept requesting her to do it. And she kind of worked herself up to say, wow, well, maybe this could be something. Maybe this could be a business. Maybe I do have a talent that is worth something in the market. And so she put herself out there and upon her very first experience of packaging this service and charging for it, she gets this feedback that was negative and it was a big blow to her. Now, plot twist. It turns out that apparently the uh, the young lady actually did like the photos and something happened with her friend group. They were jealous that the pictures were better than their pictures and so they were being catty and being mean girls and making her feel bad about her photos but ultimately it was because they were jealous and so ultimately she actually did like the pictures but the damage had been done once she had expressed her discontent to uh, my clients um, my client's client her mother the the subject of the photos mothers um again it's late y'all <laughs> um so Anywho, say all that to say, I was asking her, okay, like, why did you never do the photography business? Like, what what was your experience with it? Did you ever have clients? Did you ever charge? And so she told me about that one incident. And I said, okay, well, after that happened, did you ever, you know, try to work with someone else? Did you ever have any other clients? And she said the most heartbreaking thing. She said that after that, experience she hung it up and decided well this will just be a hobby something that I do for fun and you know we'll do for free for people but I won't charge for it because you know I'm not clearly I don't have what it takes to make it and so you know I helped her see that that was a story she was telling herself and yes that was an awful experience and I would venture to say it was traumatic simply because it took so much for her to put herself out there to actually start this photography enterprise as an actual business and you know charge people for her talents and her services and and deliver it because this is something she had been doing for a while for free anyway and so to have the very first time that you uh, work up the nerve to charge someone to to get negative feedback from that paying customer can really um, just like mark your soul and like you know I'm visually I'm seeing what are those things that you like sear into meat like you you're branding a cow like I'm seeing that in my head but I don't know how to articulate it because again it's late and my brain doesn't work but um you know, it can just leave this impression on you. And 
um, form the story that you tell yourself about the specific thing in your life. And that happens to us so many times when we have pivotal moments where it was the first time we had a negative experience or it was a big moment and there's a negative experience attached to that. It can easily become the story that we tell ourselves about ourselves vis-a-vis that skill, that experience, those types of relationships, etc. Right. And so I wanted to ask you, what stories are you telling yourself about your talent, about why you can't do what you've always dreamed to do, about your relationship to your own gift and your goals and your dreams, right? And the lesson that I was referring to when I opened the podcast was this um, research I did, I guess you could call it research. I don't know how else to categorize it, but essentially I was reflecting on several hundred client sessions I had done over the course of a few years and I was looking through some of the common challenges and themes that hold people back and I came up with seven major themes that I kept seeing repeated in my client sessions these are unrelated people people who do not know each other but for some reason these seven things kept popping up and so one of the things that popped up that holds people back that I found in my client work was we let one failure cripple us indefinitely. And so as she was telling me that story, I'm like, oh, she's letting the failure cripple her, right? Like it just, all the lights went off, the bells went off in my head. I'm like, oh my God, she's doing the thing that people do when they have a traumatic event that's attached to um, a big goal that they have for themselves or a big dream or a big desire. And so in her case, her big dream, and her big desire was to have a business um, around her passion of photography. And upon having this traumatic experience on her very first try her very first attempt of operating as a business, not a hobbyist, not a friend doing a favor, but a business. She has this negative feedback that really shapes her story around how she can show up as a business owner when it pertains to photography. And so if you have something you've always wanted to do and you can't really put your finger on why you're not doing it, I want you to think about what events may have shaped how you relate to yourself around this thing, right? So um, if you've always wanted to write a book or you've always wanted to start a business or um, you've always wanted to travel to another country, has there been something that's happened to you? Have you had a negative experience that, you know, you may not even consider a trauma, you may not even think of it that way, but has something happened that shaped your energy around activating the thing that you want the most? And if it has, are you giving it undue power over how you're moving through the world now? And so the thing that was so powerful about the session with my client student today was that once she named that event and realized that, okay, yes, um, It happened, but then the girl came back and said, no, she actually did love the pictures and it wasn't her. Uh, My client was able to see that she was holding onto the story unnecessarily. Not only did the story not serve her, but it wasn't even true. And so, you know, how many years had she 
um, not giving herself the opportunity to pursue this thing that energizes her, that she's clearly passionate about all because of something that kind of hit her on this subconscious level that I'm a failure and I cannot do this. But when you unpack it, when you challenge that subconscious activity and ask it questions and, you know, argue with it, right? And and force it to make the case for why, you know, what you're believing about yourself is true or not true, you know, you start to poke holes into that story and see that you're holding on to something. You're holding on to a figment of your imagination. You're holding on to thin air. And so, you know, what is it that you have always said you wanted to do? Or maybe you haven't had the courage to say you wanted to do because it's it feels so far away. Um, what is it that you know you should be doing that you aren't doing? What is it that you would be doing if you won the lottery tomorrow and could do anything you wanted with your time? What is it that you would be doing and why are you not doing it? And what may have happened to you in the past that is shaping your movement or lack of movement around that area? I want you to think about that because um, if it is in fact one incident that popped up and is shaping your memory around this thing, I want you to think through whether or not you can let go of it and... Um, understand that being fearful may have served you for a time but no longer serves you and maybe the fear has worn out its welcome and is no longer useful and it's time to let it go so again what stories are you allowing to shape your movement your activity around what you're most passionate about what past memories are you allowing to shape how you move into your future what past hurts, failures, or trauma are uh, informing how you move today? What from your past is shaping your lack of momentum towards your future? So that's all I've got for you today. We made it two in a row. Let's do this. I will see you tomorrow. Bye.